0: this week's episode of the fat packs podcast is brought to you by the collectible card club monster breaks and all our phone guests up here on the spotty hot cash hotline and we are back you are listening to the fat pack podcast i'm your host eric norton and you are tuned in on the Beckett Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Hope you all are having a good week. I'm having a great week back here in the office after being out in Los Angeles for the rookie photo shoot, courtesy of Panini and Cardboard Legends. Thank you, uh, Mike, over at Cardboard, for uh, helping getting us out there. That was really great. Had a lot of fun talking to uh, everybody. Got a, a got a great bunch of content which I'm going to have to roll out over the season or throughout the rest of the year because, it, honestly, it's just way too much to be doing all, all at once on this podcast. But it was a lot of fun. A lot of great characters out on the field. I'm going to tell you something about Saquon Barkley. That dude is the truth. He is going to be legit in the Giants system if they figure out how to use him correctly, which I do believe they will. He's got legs as big as me. He's a powerhouse, and he's athletic. He's talented and he's very charismatic. He's going to be great. Another guy that's uh, going to be just as just as great as Bradley Chubb, I do believe. He um he's the only, he was the only defensive player invited to the event. If that tells you anything. He wants to be an astronaut. So uh he has that going for him, but he would be he, he he's a he's a football player, right? So he 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 sacks quarterbacks. He's a defensive fo- football player he would have been just as talented and successful at anything he chose to do. And that's why we're going to roll him out first for you this week on this podcast. Uh, a little fun interview we did with him about being in Denver, the uh, Denver Diner and stuff like that. We're also going to roll out uh, Ivan from GTS. We, we had some thoughts about uh, everything that was going on that day, so it was from Saturday. And then we'll have Tracy Hackler for you as well. Then we got uh, one more surprise for you. I'm not sure who I'm going to throw in there yet, but I'm, I'm going to find one of the players that I think that did a did a pretty good job. I think it's going to be DJ Moore actually. Yeah, we'll just say that. It's going to be DJ Moore. So, you're going to have a Bronco and a Panther on the show along with Ivan from GTS and Tracy Hackler from Panini. All that's going down. But before we get to that, we need to talk about some uh, new products that came out this week, the week of uh 520. So, we have a uh, seventeen eighteen Panini Dominion basketball. We opened that yesterday here in the office. It was absolutely disgusting. I pulled a one-on-one, a quad jersey that had... Well, see, well the quad jersey had uh, LeBron, Steph, Giannis, and then I, I honestly can't remember the fourth, but th- that was all on one card. The one of one was an Evan Turner uh, logo patch or a tag patch auto. Pulled a Dame Lillard, uh, a Jonathan Isaac, and then they're like there wasn't a bad card in the bunch. <laughs> see, and then Sam, who opened it with me, his his box was just just as stacked. So uh, look for that up pretty soon here on the Beckett website uh, over at beckett.com, and you'll be able to see what we pulled out of that. 2018 Leaf Ultimate Draft Football is coming out this week. This is uh, bringing a, a look from the 90s back to present day with all your uh, new rookies on it. Um, loving it. It looks awesome. Panini Classics Football also comes out. Uh, it came out yesterday. Opened that in the office as well. Pulled a, pulled a Gilbert Brown autograph, which is pretty cool because you don't see a lot of Gilbert Brown autographs. Uh, for you Packer fans out there, I know you'll love it. I think it's numbered at 25, actually. i uh, have to go back and look at it again, but I do believe it's it's right there at 25. Also, Topps Major League Soccer, for all you football fans out there, Topps Platinum Soccer and Topps Tier 1 Baseball all hit this week as well. So uh, make sure you run out, uh, get what you need on that stuff, and uh, let us see your hits over on Twitter so we can uh, relish in them with you. All right, guys, um, that's it for this first segment. That's gonna, We're just going to break it down like that because there's no new pricing really to speak of. we all been working on our uh, respective magazines that are going to print this week. So. That's going to be it for the first segment. Uh, we're going to come back on the other end with Bradley Chubb, uh, DJ Moore, Ivan from GTS, and Tracy Hackler from Panini. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey,
1: what's up, guys? It's Curtis Helton, First World Collectible, and you're listening to the Fat Packs Podcast. So I have, like... Barry Sanders, Randall Cunningham, Jack Lambert... just a lot of OG cards, like sure. some that had a piece of their jersey stitched on the card. Okay. And uh, at the time, I didn't think anything of it because I was so young, and I was just so infatuated with the fact that I had these cards. And I would look on eBay and see how expensive they were. Well, yeah, right, right, right. Like, oh, I could sell these, make money, but um, <laughs> didn't know how to ship or anything like right. that. So I'm like, all right, let me just keep these. There you go. But um, I need, I need, now that I think about it, I need to look and see where those cards are because if I, they were worth a little bit then. I can only imagine what they're worth now. I mean, granted, I don't really need that, but like, yeah. you, you never yeah. know. Right, right. But, um, so no, it's, it's, it's weird um, how things kind of go full circle. Me being a big fan of trading cards, and now here I am potentially about to be on one, you know? Sure, sure. So, I'm um, just very thankful, very blessed for the opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what,
2: what's that feeling going to be like? We just saw you over there opening some packs of cards. How yeah. cool is it going to be to open up a pack and there you are? Right? It's going to be
1: surreal. I mean, just like seeing yourself on a video game for the first time, right. um, just kind of like, is it, is it real? You know what right. I mean? It, but it is. And, I mean, I have to understand that, and You know, I have to understand I worked hard to get to where I'm I'm at and um, just got to take it all in. You know, it's part of the experience. Right. Of course. Now, you mentioned video games. Are you a Madden guy? I don't really play video games. Really okay, all right, that's yeah, fine. I that's going to be fine. Sorry, I like this guy a
2: lot more. I don't I play video games either. Right? I, I don't. I don't like the
1: whole Fortnite craze. I've, <laughs> I've never played Fortnite. Neither have I. All right, yeah, that but, makes me feel right. better. Cause We're I the, the like, only three people in America probably haven't Fortnite. right here. But, but actually, but actually, um, I mean, I played like I played like a few, like, Games growing up, but like I was now, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a gamer.
0: Okay, I understand. So my, well, my follow up was going to be: Are you going to be upset if your Madden numbers aren't where they? Yeah, are they absolutely. To I mean, regardless <laughs> if I play or not, other,
1: I, I know other people that are going to play. And if my numbers aren't up to where you know what I'm saying, I think they need to be. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to – Well, I'm gonna, the only reason I'm going to care is because I'm going to have friends that play Madden a lot, yeah, right. and they're going to be giving me stuff yeah, about right. my Madden numbers. So, it's kind of a blindsided, you know, Right. compliment. We definitely don't need any, <laughs> no. any upset people about Madden numbers. No, so no, absolutely bad. not. I like whenever the rookies uh, react to their Madden result. That's always interesting to see sure. whether or not they thought they were – high or low or whatever. <laughs> so, so you've been here. How long have you been here? Like, like 20, 25 minutes. So, so, 25. Like, you got into Dallas, like, 25 minutes ago? Yeah. We're, all right.
0: So, next question. Did you fly into DFW or did you fly into Dallas Love Field? DFW. Okay. So, you made the ride over. You're coming in. You could – I don't know if you noticed it or not, but you can see Jerry World from there. You can see how big that place is. Oh, I, I didn't even see it. No, did okay, it, no, I didn't that's it. That's all right. You can't miss it. i promise. probably you. Okay. So, is this is this again surreal for you being here? Yeah, like you know, jitters, right?
1: I mean, it's crazy because like I didn't, I don't even realize how close the NFL draft is until I get on like social media yeah, and I see know. like the NFL like, con- like tweet or post like two days to the draft. I'm like. Wow, there is two days to the draft. Right. You know what I mean? But um, it, it still hasn't set in for me. I mean, granted, my emotions are starting to kick in a little bit being here and meeting everybody and seeing all the other players. But um, I think I think tomorrow um, it will really kick in because yeah. the next day is when it starts, right. and then things will really get rolling from there. Sure. That's cool. So, what was your team growing up? I was a Steelers fan. I was I was okay. born in Pittsburgh, so I uh, I was pulling for the Steelers. But I feel like uh, when you get drafted to a team, you can't really pull for a team anymore. You know I mean? I mean, deep down, you can still have a favorite, right. but you can't like pull for a team per So, last month was February. It was February. February? Yeah. February, we
0: interviewed uh, Charles Haley. Okay. Turns out he's a huge Steelers fan too. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know we we asked him the same question. You know, Who, who'd you pull for as a kid? And he huge Steelers fan, and we like, so we asked him. When you played for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. did you still love the Steelers? Oh, and the answer right, was, yeah. oh, hell yes, I still oh, love okay. All right. All right. Well, good. I needed that insight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to go about it. Yeah. So you can definitely still root for the Steelers, man, no matter where you <laughs> land. So let's talk about how do you end up at Clemson, man?
1: So um, <clears throat> during the recruiting process, you know, I kept my options open, um, I really liked Michigan Sure. Um, early on in the process. Um, things didn't work out with Michigan. Okay. So I had to reopen my recruiting process, and okay. um, Clemson came in the mix. I didn't know where Clemson was. Oh, like, really? I didn't okay. know it was. <laughs> I, oh, I, like, <laughs> I mean, all I, like, Clemson's cool. Like, C.J. Spiller. Like, that's all I really yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm like, so I visited, and as cliche as it sounds, it just felt right. Like, the family support, like, the atmosphere. And it was a home outside of home for me, you know? Right. And, um... I'm glad I, I committed early to my junior year okay. just because um, I didn't want to lose make lose on an opportunity to go to a school I really wanted to, and um, I'm glad I did because yeah. I went to Compton before it's cool. Right you to <laughs> and now, now now it's bandwagon you know. So what what's the coaching staff like there?
0: We, we all know the head coach right? Yeah. But what the whole staff is that just a factory of coaches future head coaches? Um,
1: I wouldn't say a factory of head coaches because a lot of those coaches in my opinion. Um, I don't think they could be head coaches, not in a sense that they couldn't do it, but Uh, just their personalities are very different. I mean, everyone has a very unique personality. Um, Coach Venable's is a maniac in a good way. You know, um, he's (laughs) a defense coordinator and a linebackers coach, so I was with him like 24-7 for the most part. Um, We have a lot of um, older veteran coaches that have been around a lot of different coaching trees, um, but satisfied with where they're at just because and does it the right way. You right. Know? Um, I mean, we're a winning program. We do things the right way. Sure. Um, not a lot of crazy stuff going on within the coaching staff and within the team. So, um, I mean, what you see is what you get. Um, Coach Winnie tries to um, gauge into coaches as much as he can, and just try to influence him, just other coaches, just by being – you know good yeah. energy around them and it trickles down for sure so um i mean I, i'm satisfied with my coaching staff experience at awesome Houston. awesome deal. so you, right. so you it's pre-game
0: you're coming down the hill you're touching that walk what's that like the best most exciting 25 seconds of
1: college football yeah. right? <laughs> um, now it's crazy because like you don't really realize how many people are around in your surroundings until you're up on the top of the hill and you yeah you take a deep breath and you're really looking around, you're like, dang, there's like 85, 90,000 people here to see us run down this hill. So um, I'm glad I haven't, I didn't fall down it because it (laughs) it happens, it happens. A freshman falls down it every year, it's inevitable. So um, in my five years, I'm glad I haven't uh, made made that
2: mistake. That's cool, so what was it like playing for the national championship? And not only just playing for it, like actually Coming out on Beatin top, man. Bama. What was Beatin it like beating well, Bama? Well, They're unbeatable, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll say this.
1: I'll <laughs> say this. The loss the first year we went mm-hmm. hurt more than the win felt good. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's deep, right? It was deep. <laughs> you just went um, deep on this right nah, it, was, it was definitely an awesome experience, though, just because, one, to be able to go back, this second consecutive year right. and to win that second time it definitely felt good just because like all the hard work and the chip on your shoulder you had the whole season it finally paid off I mean not everyone can call themselves a national champion that's once in a lifetime and I had the opportunity to go through it twice, twice. almost yeah. three times you right. know what I mean so I'm um, just very thankful I mean for my teammates my coaching staff um the people I played against sure. you know just because I mean everyone played a part in it you know right that's uh it's it's an opportunity, like you said, it's it's once in a lifetime. Typically, not everybody's going to experience, and it's unique that you can share that with your teammates. Absolutely, it's, I'd be able to tell my kids about that too. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, I was on the national championship team. I won one and I lost one. Right. right now. so do you think it gives you kind of a little edge going into going on a professional team? Cause you Absolutely, kind of played up a little bit higher. I, I would say just because I've been in big moments before, mm-hmm. and I never let the moment be too big. I mean, granted, the, this next level is drastically more important and right. you know in a lot of aspects but having that uh, experience um, just not letting the moment be too big mm-hmm. right, um right. it's definitely helpful going forward you, get, you to that you
0: you have to own the moment you can't let the own moment own you exactly you know, so exactly when you're, when you're when your name's called you got you got to be there in you that you got to let the yeah.
1: light inside of you be brighter than the light on you exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. Deep. The Bible
3: says the greatest. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm
1: dropping the uh d- Daboisms on you. Oh, that's Dabo- that's, right, yeah, that's, that's, you that's what we call them, Daboisms. That's,
0: all right. Yeah. There you go. So, is there a system <coughs> in the NFL that uh, you think fits your style better than another? Um, not not where you want to play. Yeah, like, just my my yeah, style. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it depends the position. I would say. Um, I mean, it's different because if I was in a three-four, I feel like there could be an adjustment that could be made for me to yeah. be on that outside kind of river thing. Sure. But the traditional four-three would allow me to be in that kind of position that I played in college, and then maybe tweak it here or there to allow me. Sure. Do things I'm good at, you know. Right. So um, I mean, I don't know. I've never played in a. a 3-4 defense um, they would definitely be interesting um, I mean I, I'm going to learn it I'm going to have to learn it regardless if I want to get on right, the field right, you know right. what I mean so um, I'm just excited to see where I end up to be honest because like, all the teams that talk to you there's really no telling who drafts you it's all about what who needs what and right. when and right. what their board's looking like right right sorry so I gotta ask who's the one quarterback you want to sack in the NFL, yeah, yeah. say Tom, Brady. Tom Brady, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, that's the easiest. That's a
0: softball. That's yeah, a softball question, but I think everybody wants to sack. Hell, I want to sack, Tom Brady, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be bad either. Okay. Rodgers. Right. That's how Aaron Rodgers, right. would be bad. nice, Good nice. Deal.
0: All right, man, we're gonna get you out of here. But before we go, can you please let all of our listeners know where they can follow your journey on social
1: media? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Dorian. Very simple, D- at D O R I A N. And you can follow me on Instagram at Dougie D does damage. So I mean, he one, what he was twelve. D O U G I E D D O E S D-A-M-A-G-E. 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 D-A-M-A-G-E Wow <laughs> <laughs> you Thank very you nice. Alright man We're going to get out here Thanks again To uh,
0: Great Moments For hooking us up With the sponsorship Out here yep, And uh, getting us here At the NFL PA rookie debut Thank All you very much For your time luck. Good Thanks luck. for having me Absolutely right. right. cool.
3: This is Brent Mountain, Sports artist And you are listening To Beckett Radio Alright
0: guys Thanks for hanging out After that quick break We are now sitting With uh, the newest Carolina Panther Mr. DJ Moore What's up man How you doing?
4: Doing well. It's yeah. Hot out here, but it's cool. warm. Yeah.
0: When we were driving down here, you know, out from LA, it was a uh, 57 this morning. We get out here and the sun's beating directly down on us. It feels like it's 90, but I know it's not.
4: Yeah. But it, it's it's, no it's
0: no it's shade out here. No, no, yeah. none at all. So, uh, how do you feel being a Panther,
4: man? I feel great. Yeah. Uh, just to finally be part of a team. Sure. Probably the most important thing.
0: I'm, I'm gonna say something. and It might be a little controversial, but I'm in Dallas and I was really cool for you, man. I was, I was like. Come on, 19, but it, it didn't happen. It's all, I'm sorry, it's all yeah. sorry, but I can follow your career now, Carolina. Happy about that. Uh, have you have you got to interact with Cam yet and uh, talk about the playbook at all?
4: Yeah, I got to interact with Cam uh, a few times. We had practice together. Uh, he just told me to go out there, and work hard every day, and nah, just learn the playbook as fast as possible.
0: Sure. Is it massive? Is that playbook
4: big? Uh, and it's in between. Uh, yeah? It's a lot of verbiage that you got to remember, but I'm getting it down. Is it
0: is the verbiage starkly different from your college system?
4: Yeah, it's way different. Yeah, wait. This yeah.
0: is a whole new language, huh? Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> so, like I was telling you off air, we're a collectibles podcast. Did you collect anything as a kid? Did you football cards? I don't know, Pokemon, uh, Hot Wheels, whatever.
4: Yeah, I used to collect uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, a little bit of football. Yeah. Yeah, because I used to play with them.
0: That's uh It's funny that, like, I'd say eighty percent of the people that I've talked to at this event, they all say they have to, they collected Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. That's that's weird. And it's pretty funny. That, probably something that most of you guys didn't know you had in common.
4: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we probably knew that we had in common because we probably played each other, okay. but not each other, but, like, right. at schools, like right. across the world.
0: That's pretty cool. So, uh, who was your favorite team growing up?
4: I didn't have one. You didn't have one? No, I didn't no. have one growing up. Did you
0: play a different sport that, that you liked or?
4: No. No? I played football. Just football and and you didn't track. have a favorite team? Yeah, no.
0: Did you have a favorite player? No. No? All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So now you're in Carolina, and uh, who's the who's the, who's the first cornerback you're gonna burn? <laughs> I'm messing I don't with you. Know. Yeah, you know I'm messing with you. <laughs> it is cool, bro. All right, so. Uh, just thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. It's, it's been really fun hanging out. Thank you. For, uh, my listeners uh, love this stuff. So before we get out of here, can you let my listeners know where they can follow you on social media so they can follow your career?
4: At IDJ Moore. At IDJ Moore. Yeah, that's all across the social media platform.
0: Awesome. Now Can I get a go, go Terps?
4: Go Terps. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh-huh.
2: This is Rob Varis from Burbank Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio.
0: All right, guys. We're hanging out here after that quick break with uh, Broncos first-round draft pick Bradley Chubb, also known as Astronaut on Twitter. What's up, man? What's going on? How you doing? Doing real well, man. Uh, so, have you ever been to Denver before? Before like last couple of weeks?
5: Yeah, I have. I uh, went in about like 2011. My okay. mom went for work, and me and my brother, and my dad, just tagged along. Okay, yeah. sweet. You like it up there? Yeah, it's real nice. Uh,
0: the altitude's serious, but it's real fun and having a good time. So, I moved up there on my 18th birthday from Texas, uh-huh. and I got to class. Uh, gym class and I used to not be this big. I used to be kinda athletic. And they said uh it was finals week and they wanted me to run a mile. I said, no nah, I'll take the F. I don't I don't wanna die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I'm
0: not gonna I'm not gonna turn turn one and die. Yeah, it's that serious though. Yeah it is, it is serious. So man, uh, are you just ready to play beside Von Miller and just wreak havoc?
5: Yeah I'm ready to just get out there man, just get on the field once once again. I haven't played football since November. So right. it's been a long time just ready to get back going.
0: Sure. So, how, what's the biggest uh, transition you're gonna think you're gonna have to make from the from the college game to the pro game?
5: Uh, just understanding that everybody is a elite athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. So I gotta win with not just my athletic ability, but with the mental aspect of it now. So sure, yeah, getting just diving into that a little bit more.
0: Have you seen the playbook yet? Yeah, I have. Is it massive? It's not. The,
5: it's not as big as you would think it is, but it's, it's, it's a lot of uh, information, a lot of things that's different but the same at the cool. same time. But you got to know the difference between them. So sure, um, it's, it's go, definitely going to be a mental game.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now we're a collectibles podcast. We talk about football cards and baseball cards and all uh-huh. kinds of stuff. Did you collect anything as a kid? Yeah, I collected uh, football cards. I'm not sure what company
5: because it was so long ago. Sure. But, um, I definitely had my Michael Vick, my Ray Lewis's and and all that stuff like that. Did you have a
0: favorite player growing up?
5: Michael Vick and Michael Ray Lewis. And actually, Ray yeah. Yeah, yeah. So on defensive side
0: it was Ray Lewis, and on offense side Michael Vick. So that's uh, so that's the Falcons and the Ravens. Did you have a favorite team or? The Falcons, because I was in the Atlanta all area. Right. There you go. Yeah. That that Vick was fun to watch back then. He was uh. More than just, fun. Yeah, he was. He was just killing things, right? Yeah, definitely. So, I, never mind. I won't talk about killing and Ray Lewis. That's not <laughs> I actually I do. won't <laughs> do that. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. So uh, I got to hang out in that little interview you guys did on Thursday uh, back at the uh, at the hotel. You guys at, uh, were asked if you could be any Avenger, who would it be? Who did you say? I said Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Why yes. did you want to be Ant-Man?
5: Ant-Man, he he's real. I don't know. I mean, have you seen the movie? I have. Yes. I'm looking forward. To, is it Ant-Man two out already?
0: Or it's come. It comes out at the end of the month, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
5: So I'm looking forward to that coming out. Yeah. But the way he he just sneak up on people, people underestimate him because he's small and all that. And right. And boom, he caught right up, knocked right. you out, and then
0: shrink again, y'all know where he went. So, so uh, do you follow the uh, the Avengers and all that pretty closely? No, nah, not as closely. Uh, but I want uh, my
5: girlfriend actually doing the uh, little catch-up thing, so she started yeah. from, from day one and watching 20 movies so she could, so we could go see the newest thing. But I'm not going to do all that. But I do want to see the new movie and uh, the new Ant-Man, new Deadpool, all that.
0: I've seen, uh, I've seen Avengers Infinity War twice. Uh, Once was in a very nice theater back in my hometown outside of Fort Worth, Texas, and then we were in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, we went to the oldest, jankiest theater I've ever seen, trying to see uh, Avengers, and I think it was actually shown in black and white, that's how old oh, it was, oh it, was it was old, yeah, Drizzy need to do something about that. Yeah, Dri- Drizzy needs to do a little something like that, right, get the six up. So what do you think about all this, man, this this whole process? Is awful, it's awful, man. It's awful? I'm having a good time. <laughs> I know. Uh, running around, seeing these guys that
5: i um, been to award shows and stuff like that with and seeing them out here, living out their dreams is pretty cool.
0: Who's the best athlete out there on the field?
5: Uh, this is a guy running around in Orange. He got number
0: 55 or something. <laughs> I've
5: been seeing him do, doing his thing. He's pretty athletic. I'm not sure his name, though. I heard uh, about that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I think he's
0: the only defensive player here, actually. I did hear about that, too.
5: I heard he was the only defensive player here. Yeah, and then um, there's some other dude from Pittsburgh. He's, he's all right. His name oh, is Jay, or Something
0: like that. <laughs> he's nice. pretty cool. Very nice. Very nice. So, this is a small college. You would have just wreaked havoc here, man, right? Just like on this field. Oh, yeah. D3, right? You would have him. a good on They do. They sure do. They sure do. What do you look Have you. How long have you spent in Denver already, like in the last couple of weeks? A week and a week and half. A week, a week and half. a half? You've
5: got to get around to any eateries or anything like that? Nothing none at all. Just been to the facility and back, and I went to stay the other day. That's about it.
0: You need to get over to the Denver Diner. The Denver diner? Yeah. Uh, Elvis Presley used to fly there from Memphis to get a banana peanut butter banana sandwich. I don't know if it's all that good, but I know... That's what Elvis
5: used to do. So you still make them?
0: Yeah, they sure do. They sure do. He's got a, he's got a little booth in there and all that if other stuff. you don't stuff. live until the height, I'm coming back. Houston. where? I live in Fort Worth. I'm yes. coming Fort Worth. We all right. Just don't come down there and mess up the Cowboys, all right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got to do. Man, thanks for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, can I get a go, Donkeys? Go Broncos. Oh, there we go. All right. Guys, hang tight. We'll be right back.
1: Is hot Shot Danny Dugan, the team of Jack and Fanny Pack. You were listening to the Fat Pack Podcast.
0: All right, guys, we're back after that quick break, and surprise, surprise, surprise—it's not Thursday when you would catch both of our shows. This is actually a Saturday, and Ivan from Go GTS is joining me. What's up, Ivan? Oh God, is it already Saturday? It's already Saturday. This event has been flying by. It has been. Well, we got here at like seven thirty this morning, and it's almost noon. Yeah. And so much has
2: happened already that I'm a little discombobulated. How about yourself? Oh, the same. I feel like I've got absolutely nothing and I've been here for three hours, four hours. Um, Somebody said, oh yeah, I think it's lunch. And I looked around and I said, what do you mean? We just got started. (laughs) Um, But it's cool. This year is a very good vibe, very chill. Yeah. All the players are very, very chill, very relaxed. Saquon uh, Barkley couldn't have
0: been a nicer person.
2: Like, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I don't know if you saw. He, he, I was being a little like leaving him alone. You know, sure. Being a little respectful. There's a lot of fans that wanted to say hi, but then he was just left on his own, and he started talking to me and this one girl. He's like, I, I still haven't pulled myself in a pack of cards. Has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever pulled themselves and? <laughs> And it was one of the panini uh, panini workers, so she went and got a box, and he opened two packs. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. second pack, he pulled himself. There you go. And he, he loved it, so we gave him a top loader and a sleeve, and it's just like, just hanging out with guys that are experiencing that moment in their life and in their careers. For the first time, yeah. Yeah, very cool, so. So you're you're a Wiley vet here. This is my first time around. How many how many times have you been to this event? This is my third rookie premiere, Okay. So I wouldn't say that I'm wily yet so much as, uh... Just, uh, just chill and know what to expect. Okay. Which makes it makes it a lot more fun. The, my first one is still a blur. <laughs> um, I can't. I, I, all I remember is Joey Bosa being a jerk. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: That was the one where my guys, the Scar brothers were there for that uh, for that one. Yeah. Th- those were my guys. Uh, anyways, so I, I got to be honest with you, I, I was kind of like just <laughs> watching you in the background, kind of see what you're doing because I'm following your lead here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm uh, sorry. No, you're of great. <laughs> so. It's been
2: it's been very helpful. Uh, what, what do you think about the 2018 class, man? What's, what's it going to do? Uh, I, I think it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. And I'm really, really excited for this class. Uh, I mean, it's so good that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster came back just to try to be in this class. Right. I don't know if you see him over there <laughs> yeah, with I the said, football. Yeah, I see him. <laughs> he just randomly showed up today and started talking to guys, doing motivational stuff. Who knows what's going on. Um, but, no, I think it's incredible. I think uh, the quarterbacks are all mm-hmm. just... Unreal, like you know, what what can you say about Darnold and uh, Josh Rosen and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, who slipped to the last pick of the first round, Mm -hmm. and he, I mean, all it takes is one thing happening there, and he's he's starting in Baltimore, right? And using those dynamic talents, I I think that I think this is a deep draft, and that's not to talk about the number one talent in the draft, which is Saquon Barkley. Exactly, every other guy here says he's 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 a once in a lifetime talent. Um, Every guy except for him. Except for him. That's how good he is. Uh, Back Thursday, a couple days ago, listening to uh, Lamar
0: Jackson tell stories about Saquon in the high school All-Star game, blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And he was playing fullback. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Ridiculous. So, uh, I think that overall, 2018 is going to be a great class for the collector. Because Mm -hmm. all the guys you just named, and then the guys that are not even here. Yeah. you You know, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a fun class. Panini's doing a great job out here today with uh, with everything. This is a massive undertaking that uh, we had DJ on a little bit earlier and
3: just the amount
0: of work that went into this is, is mind boggling. And a lot of money too, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: it's crazy. If you think about it, so I, I pointed out to a colleague, cause I do work here in LA and I, I see and do quite a few events outside of this and um, there was a guy walking by that you could just tell, sometimes you can tell a guy's uh, executive, is money. Mm-hmm. had a little shirt on that just said Town and Country and I pointed out, so they make who knows how many millions mm-hmm. and they, their job is they do these tents. Oh really? So you just you come to an event like this and you don't think about the fact that there is a company that's entire job is putting these up tents. these tents that's at cool. this event. Because we're out here on the football field, the sun is shining down, uh, and these are, you know, they're not—they're not the tents that me and you go camping in that right. would blow over. You know, these right. are heavy industrial tents. they are pretty sweet. So actually. yeah, the, the just all that to say, the level of the production is insane, and it's amazing how well they pull it off and how smoothly. Again, you just see guys transitioning from each little module. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, have you seen a hiccup today? Let me. Ask not you. one. No, not one. It's been all nice, and the NFLPA is doing a great
0: job. Their runners are are, are getting everybody quickly where they need to be, and um, so much so that there's even a little bit of downtime for them and that's nice right yeah it's nice Uh, started out this morning it was about 60 degrees I think it's a bit warmer now but
2: uh just a bit but But you're from Texas so this the crazy thing is this is about as hot as it gets oh really well actually I'm wrong so without disclosing the location uh, we're in the valley and the valley does get hot I live on the other side of the hill where it uh, it doesn't get too crazy hot which is the, uh, the thing about Southern California, man. It's moderate. Right. All year round. Right. So, anyway, oh, sorry. I totally got us off track talking. Who talks the weather on a radio show?
0: We're talking the weather because it's nice. It's it's uh, definitely
2: worth talking about. I know. I was on the phone with my dad in Omaha today, and he's like, it's cold and rainy. And really? I said, uh, yeah, what's that? <laughs> How would you end how'd up you here from Omaha, from, from Nebraska? Well, I, I studied acting. Okay. So I actually moved out here to be a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then I fell into, uh, I moved out the day the writers went on strike in Hollywood in 2007. Literally. The day. And I knew it was coming, but I had set that mark for myself a year before, a year from today I'm moving. So I did and three weeks unemployed, I finally caved and got a temp agent and got a job immediately in production working for a top producer. Mm -hmm. And so I saw a whole different, again, the things like the guys putting up the tents that are making millions of dollars for running that business. and I just learned that that was more my skill set was organizing, solving problems. Uh, I still love acting, and it's what fulfills me, being a personality. But if I've got this marketable skill set as well, might as well right. actually be able to afford to live here.
0: Right. Kind
2: of, <laughs> barely.
0: Let's talk about the breaks since we're talking about acting. What's going yeah. on with the breaks, man? I've seen you lately doing some, uh, you got some redemptions back from a company that won't be named. Yeah. And, uh,
2: some other stuff. But well, and, and yesterday, I even, I don't know if we can talk retail on this show or not. Sure, well, no, no, we can't on your show, not on our yeah, show. Right, right. <laughs> right. Uh, yesterday, I stumbled into a Target and they had the Bowman Mega Boxes that aren't supposed to be out until oh, nice. next Wednesday. Um, so I had some fun with that. Uh, How fast is Tops going to get that taken off of eBay? Uh, well, <laughs> there, There's so much, I, I, it's not there. Excel, put them out, I, mm. I say, I think. Yeah. I, mm. I think. <laughs> Sorry. I can say that on this
3: show. You say that on (laughs) this show.
2: Someone put them out, and I went to four targets because after that, your very first one you hit. Right. Then you're like, oh, I gotta find what else. And uh, it was actually fun because in the target, uh, another collector came up, and I could just tell. A uh, guy wearing a Cubs hat, around my age, uh-huh. just sort of looking casually, and I was like, "Are you looking for Bowman?" And I pointed, pointed to where they were, and I was like, "How many do you want? And How many am I taking?" <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, meta collector who's not on Twitter or Instagram, and told him he needs to get on there and tag me in his hit so I can see him. And there uh, you go. You know, how do how do collectors do that? Not now and not be on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook, and that's that's odd to me. You know, this is one of my. One of my touch points, especially with some of our more vocal complainers um, mm-hmm. that we run into on social media. Uh, again, the economy of scale in America. Sadly, in Omaha, Nebraska, we we think like, oh, well, I can't believe the tops and this and retail and Bowman and Panini and um, you know all of that stuff, and it's like these are massive massive corporations sure these are massive distribution channels they need distributors because they just even with the logistics getting better and better with technology you still just can't do that scale and those relationships and it's the Titanic yeah and um, you know the uh, so I feel the same like Twitter like oh man if you look at the best hobby Twitter accounts Mm -hmm. they're maxed out at eight nine ten thousand followers sure same on Instagram, you know, uh, Jaspies has eight, uh, Hall of Fame baseball cards has seven, uh, Valley Sports Cards right here has, you know, a good couple thousand, but but then look at Top's account right. and Panini's account, and they've got tens of thousands, right. not hundreds of thousands, and those people are just very particular people that are maybe engaging with that, and that's mm-hmm. about it. Sure. And that's not to say all the people that aren't on there. So the hobby is so much bigger than we give it credit for because because it's hard to find a collector down the street. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a collector at my church. Sure. You know, it's like we're, you know, maybe there's one other guy that kind of likes collecting and no one collects as much as I out of the 40 people I know. Right. But those were 40 out of 330 million. So, um, little hobby diatribe, but just my, my perspective, I guess. They never let me... Rob always wants to move our show forward, so God bless radio. God bless radio.
0: Rob, I was speaking to Rob, I don't know if you know this yet, we're gonna do a podcast roundtable at the National.
2: Oh, I don't know that.
0: Yeah, so uh, Friday at five o'clock. All right. Uh, we will be there. We're hosting it, but you guys will be a part of it. And then we're gonna have like a like the Sports Card Radio going to be there. Uh, oh, that'd be great. Still City's gonna be there, and uh, let me get that photograph. is gonna be there. Okay. So awesome. we're all we're gonna. Uh, Those the front, guys are fun. Yeah, they are. So from the main stage at five o'clock, uh, August third. We're going to be sitting up there and
2: uh, hosting a little uh, roundtable. That's going to be awesome.
3: It's going to be fun. Because I know
2: last year we did that with you guys. uh Um, But when you say roundtable, I hope it actually is round, because it's (laughs) tough to do it in a line. It is, yeah. Or at least semi-circle, maybe. Because in in a line, it's like, oh, wait, who's speaking next? Mm -hmm. Who's who's saying this? but that'll be really fun, because those, those other podcast guys, too, I'm sure will bring some really fun, unique energy. Exactly. I will, uh, you know, I don't always agree with them, but I love sports card radio. Sure. Um, and, like I said, the Let Me Get That Podograph guys, I, do, I very rarely even have time to listen to a podcast. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Eric. No, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't watch a show if it makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that's fine, I'm too. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, want, want, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, catch the highlights. Catch the clips. Actually, you, you will notice. Uh, I hope you'll notice. Um... My my videos, I have started ed- editing them down. So even yesterday, the break that I did was like 31 minutes, mm-hmm. and I t- pulled nine minutes out of that. Did you really? Just to make it sharper, snappier, right. and even just posting like little 30 second clips from it to Twitter. Like, sure. here's the highlights, here's the fun parts. If you want to see the whole video, go there. Because people don't have the attention span. I don't even know why I'm still talking. Yeah, people it's... don't have the attention span. We're at 11 minutes 25 seconds. I said five, we're at 11. So. Yeah. Uh... We can wrap this if you need to. I don't need to. I just feel feel sorry for everyone listening to the non-edited version. Here, send this to my phone, and yeah. I will cut. I will splice. Okay. My work now. You just splice um,
0: your show into mine, and then. Oh no! I was saying splice <laughs>
2: out all of my ums and all of my so's and all of my with that in mind or that said. I see, but um, you know, right? Do you guys edit <laughs> your
0: podcast?
4: I don't. Do you... I don't
2: like to. Well, but but is it
0: like or is it just? It's just a straight feed. It's because it's because um. I I want the podcast to be genuine, you know, and if you say, um, that's okay. Now, I'll, if you say, um, and then you pause for three, four seconds, I gotta, I gotta take that out. Yeah. But, um, I'd rather, I'd rather it feel genuine, just more like a conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't.
2: Well, I will tell you the thing that I learned, even just again last night, I get really silent while I'm ripping the actual packs. Yeah. And you just don't think about that until you go back and review and... Put, applying the editor mindset to it. Uh, sure. It's a fun little exercise. So, But I've been doing that with my videos, so I understand if you don't watch the two-and-a-half-hour-long show. Right. You're missing out on some incredible hits that you could win. Just this week, we gave out... We, we had a box of Panini National Treasures Racing. Nice. That we hit three one-of-ones in. Oh, wow. And... The, a booklet number to 15 that I thought was better than any of them mm-hmm. because it was a sheet metal Kyle Busch card. Oh,
0: Jeff autograph. Gordon fan 24 Forever won that. Yeah. yeah Mike Maness, right? Yep.
2: And, uh, um, it was, just, it was the perfect card. Sure. Like, I gave huge props to Panini on that one because the sheet metal, half of it was burnt. Okay, wow. And it was a thick, it was the size of an entire card because it was a booklet so it was that one side of that card sure. it was the sheet metal. Great autograph on the other side, great color. You know, part of that's Kyle Bush drives a colorful car and right. wears a colorful colorful uniform. But I'm like, this is this is the type of high-end card you want as a collector. Right. Even right. though it's number to 15, not numbered to one. Right. It, it doesn't matter. Like that was that just an example of a great card. And that's something that I think, you know, real quick, I will wrap it up, but the state of the hobby, I meet new guys that are getting into this and they're like, I'm blown away by the cards. Right. So, yeah, we may like our set collectors, and we may like this, or we may want that. And I get it, and that's fine. I don't hate anybody for liking what they like. But there have never been cards like there are today.
0: That's true. That's and, very true. And spe- specifically to that product, National Treasures Racing, I know that DJ You know, DJ came from Press Pass, and he has probably had his hand in what's, what's going on with the racing there. Those cards are beautiful, and it's something that um, racing fans absolutely love. I mean, they got to, right? It's hard not to. Absolutely. <laughs> it's hard absolutely. not to. I know that they're the base guys. I know that like some of them like their base cards and they just want to collect their driver and it might be hard to get their driver out of a, out of a box of national treasures, but what's coming out of there is not disappointing at all.
2: Eric, you brought up a great point though. If we have another 17 yeah, minutes, sure. <laughs> um, what, what, uh, so it's hard to get your guy, your base card of your driver out of national treasures. Mm-hmm. I hate breaks. I hate breakers. I hate that's what the hobby is. Well, no, this is the perfect thing. So you have Panini Prism mm-hmm. Racing, you have Panini Select Racing. You can buy into a player break and just chase only yeah, your guy and exactly. get all the hits from a case for less than the price of a box. Right. While the other people can have National Treasures. Mm-hmm. Or again, you can buy a player draft of a National Treasures case mm-hmm. and and try for your guy. Um, I will say one thing that I've I've wondered and maybe there is a breaker doing this and I don't know something like that though where the the danger is skunking right if I get AJ Allmendinger and he's my guy but there's not a single one in the case which could happen on something select like that yeah well why don't you also just break a box of panini select so it's like a case break plus a box of flagship or a box of base or a there box of yeah. Pism, Uh so that those guys in those more select breaks still get something if that's a complaint you're hearing maybe breakers aren't hearing that again I have this Twitter community that right. I'm very connected to that <laughs> is right. there their feelings and I, I applaud them and like them but um but just an idea throwing stuff out there. just an idea indeed so we difficult. can go talk to like there's four breakers over here right now we can go talk to them and tell them to do that yeah well i'll admit that's that's my idea uh-huh. um ask them if it is a problem maybe it's not even a problem it's true maybe it's just in my head it's true all
0: right man i think we're getting ready to break for lunch all right so let's break all right <laughs> thanks so much eric thanks buddy you. all right Hi, this is Adam Popple from Popple Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. All right, guys, we're hanging out after that quick break. Final interview of the whole process. This is the last one I'm doing. Big time. Tracy Hackley with Panini. What's up, man?
3: What's going on, man? Man, this has been a a really cool thing. Yeah, man, this is one of our biggest events, probably our biggest event all year long, um, (laughs) just in terms of the content that we acquire Mm -hmm. and the the uh, relationships that we build and enrich—it it doesn't get any bigger.
0: Sure, this is my first time here, and I can see what an undertaking this is. You guys have done a fabulous job.
3: Well, thanks, man. It's—it's—it uh, uh, is an undertaking. I mean, it's months—months months worth of pre-planning mm-hmm. and, and meetings, just gnashing of teeth to mm-hmm. to get the groupings right and right. to get make sure that Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, um, all go well leading up to the. Big event on Saturday. So,
0: so how much player prep goes into this? Is, it, is that like all year long? Or is that... Because it... Well, it can't be... But right after the draft, you got to guys. Absolutely, yeah.
3: Like that night after the first round on Thursday, mm-hmm. we're, we're already uh, plotting guys who we want to be here and, and who we're going to send invites to. And then we kind of... Um, we obviously know, obviously, skill position guys in our hobby are mm-hmm. what drive it. Sure. But um, this year, we thought felt enough about Bradley Chubb and what he was going to do in Denver to to have a defensive guy here
0: that was all you man uh, I don't
3: <laughs> no comment I don't want to comment on that uh specifically but, uh,
0: <laughs> speaking of Denver we'll get back to the interview in just a second but your your Bronco Stadium chairs are still in my studio I know are you going to come get those or am i just like is possession nine tenths
3: of the law what's I going on some well yes possession is nine tenths <laughs> Uh, but I would like to come and secure those as some point because <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, uh, I do miss those, and and I want to get them back.
0: So you can have them back, really. No, right? I don't. <laughs> okay. So Bradley, man, he's he was he's been like the highlight of this whole thing for me personally. Yeah. He's been he's charismatic. Yep. He really uh, he really is engaging, and you know he's a Bronco. You know, I'm, I'm from the Denver area. I grew up a little time there, so. I can't feel bad about it.
3: No, no, no. He's a great dude. We got to spend some time with him prior to the draft. Sure. Uh, he came up to uh, Panini America HQ, and we showed him around. We made a Panini Instacart of him on site. It was like the Monday or Tuesday before the draft. Okay. Um, and at that point, I was h- hoping that the Broncos would have a chance to get him at five. And when the Browns said Denzel Ward, and mm. I knew where the Broncos were going, I was excited. But he's, yeah, to your point, really classy dude. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. And just a good Good
0: guy. Good guy. Has there anybody that surprised you, like personality-wise, here today or through the weekend? That's been kind of a standout guy.
3: You know, none, none that like truly surprised me. But a lot of these guys, I don't, we don't get to know them like mm-hmm. on a personal level until we get here. But guys like Calvin really, really stand out. Really mm-hmm. um, humble dude. Took time for everybody. Was yeah. like, really makes you feel like he's interested in what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and and really, the the thing that I love about this event more and more every year, it seems to be growing, is that the guys care about the business side of it. And right. what we're doing mm-hmm. to market them and promote them, and that's sure. a win. Um,
0: one guy that stood out to me was Cortland Sutton again. Absolutely. Um, really. He was awesome at the draft thing that we did, and uh, here he's been – he's taking time for everybody. Great kid. And thats that's been really cool to see. And then Josh Allen. Great kid. Wow. Yeah. Tall. First of all, I didn't know he was so tall. Big dude, right? And secondly, like he's just—he's so personal and so nice. It's been really refreshing to see. And then finally, Lamar Jackson. That dude is a another, talker. He's, another one. Yeah. He's,
3: You know, because you don't get to see these guys, but on TV until Uh you you get to this event and you see that they're kind of dudes just like us, a lot younger than me, obviously, but want to have fun and just for kids. Sure. Enjoying the time of their lives. So... So the way they've interacted with the kids over in the fan zone,
0: yep. it's been amazing. It's it's so refreshing, as you know, we see so much of the negative of the hobby. Yeah, it, it's kind of crappy, but then you get to see stuff like this, and it's it's such a breath of fresh air. It's so nice.
3: And that's another real big benefit to the VIP zone and also the breakers is that the players get to see kind of mm-hmm. firsthand what our business is about. Right, and they know when they're on these breaks with these guys or in the VIP tent, those are people that have spent a lot of hard-earned money on their rookie cards, on their autographs, sure. so when they see that and kind of get a better understanding of how everything works, they're more appreciative of it too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Saquon, I watched him open his first two cases of uh, Flawless, uh-huh. blew his mind, like he had no concept of what was in in those cases, and I think he's a collector now, I think awesome. I think it turned him into a collector. That's
3: awesome. He's another great dude too. Yeah, he
0: is, so, so talented, just and, everything on the field, I saw the video that you took of him. Unbelievable.
3: How do you do that? Dude, I was only there for like three seconds. Right. And I, I'm like, I'm just going to grab it. And then he, he hits the bullseye. So. It's,
0: it's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> he's, he's the one name that I keep hearing on the field, man. He's like, Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. Yeah. He's, I think he's going to be a difference maker in New York. He's got
3: a lot of height. Yeah. He and sure really, does. he's um, articulate kid, too. And um, just a lot of really well rounded in terms of his interests. And um, he's going to do great things in New York for sure. So,
0: events like this, these rookies are finishing up their signing and everything like that. Is that pretty much going to get Panini through the rest of the year? or Is there going to be more signing they have to do?
3: No, there'll be more signing, but it, this gets us through a, a large chunk of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because once the season starts, these guys are solely focused on the field of and, course. and making a name for themselves. Of course. Um, with their respective NFL teams. So, but the, a lot of the guys understand. Again, we use this as a week to kind of educate them on. What the expectations are, mm-hmm. um, how it will work. Like once the season starts, they get a bulk of it knocked out here. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be products that need on card throughout the season. Sure. That they get a shipment. You sign every time you sign your name, mm-hmm. you you get paid. Right. but You don't get paid until you sign them and get, and get them back. you. Exactly. Us. And exactly. the guys understand that. So the guys are taking off days, and the agents have gotten a lot better about kind of educating them mm-hmm. uh, about the process as well. And when you when you don't get them back in the redemptions, you don't get paid. Uh, nearly as officially
0: sure sure. alright man we're going to wrap this up I want to thank you personally for having us out here allowing us to be here oh man this, is, this has been a lot of fun man.
3: well man we, we're glad you guys are here and glad y'all could uh, c- c- see a little bit of, uh, about what it's like and hope to see you back next year we'll
0: see you at the National though absolutely alright buddy right, thank brother. you very much thanks man alright this is Eric Morton co-host of Beckett Radio and you're listening to the number one sports collecting podcast in the world home of the Fat Packs all right, guys. Quad interviews on this show—that doesn't happen too often—but uh, it was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed those, especially uh, with Ivan and, and and Hackler. Both of the, both of those guys are great in their own respects. Uh, you know, from different sides of the collecting world. So, uh, loved having both of those guys on. Thank you again to Panini and uh, Cardboard Legends for getting us out there. Thank you also to our sponsors, uh, Collectible Card Club. Uh, They have a great subscription box for you to go check out. Also, Monster Breaks. Thanks, guys, for hooking us up. And don't want to forget Sparty, as uh, we had no phone interviews this week, but he is definitely the leader in the clubhouse on the Sparty Hawk Cash hotline. So uh, we've talked a lot of football this show, obviously, because we were uh, at a football event. But I wanted to bring up some baseball news. Uh, Not so much news, but just, like, the craziness right now that's going on with uh, Juan Soto. This dude is absolutely amazing, and he's taking off uh, in, the, in the collector's market, as you, as you would expect. Mr. Cracknell has a great piece up on him uh, on the Beckett website. But if you go over to Beckett.com, you can check it out. Uh, I'll read some of them for you, though, here. With his arrival in Washington, the first big league Juan Soto rookie card shouldn't be far behind. The prospect has made his, the Nationals' offense much stronger. And depending on how the free agent market shakes down over the next couple of years, he could be looked at to be an even bigger anchor for the team. After tearing tearing up the minor leagues, <laughs> I'm sorry. After tearing up minor league pitching to kick off the 2018 season, Soto jumped quickly through the ranks, and his start in Washington couldn't have gone any better. On the first pitch of his first start, he took San Diego's Robbie Erlin to the opposite field for a three-run home run. Just cranked it out too. Like most players, in modern era, collectors had plenty of Juan Soto cards before his MLB call-up. That said, the, n- <clears throat> the number isn't as high as a lot of other prospects, especially when it comes to autographs. Juan Soto's cards can be found in a couple of late t- 2016 sets and a handful from 2017 and early 2018. That's going to go to grow exponentially in the months and years ahead now that he's embarking on his MLB career. His first ascent has certainly raised the profile and prices of his early cards. Now that's not now that he's in the majors, it's up to his continued ability to flourish for the momentum to stick. All right, then he's got a list for uh, of cards for you, which you guys need to go check out. I don't want to read the whole thing for you. But Cracken did a great piece on this. He was also our Beckett by the numbers player of the day from, uh, I think it was, I guess it was Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. No, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday morning. He was our Beckett by the Numbers Player of the Day brought to you by Burbank Sports Cards. Go go check out Burbank for all your Soto cards because he's got, I think, about 100 of them so you can go pick up. also wanted to mention a nice piece that our friend over at Sports Collectors Daily did Rich Mr. Rich Mueller about. Uh, this, it's, it's titled, The Cards This Guy's Mom Didn't Throw Away Are Worth Over a Million Dollars. Long story short, this dude, he's got just a remarkable collection that his mom didn't pass away, so uh, didn't throw away. A remarkable childhood stash of baseball cards from the late 1940s and early 1950s, including a jaw-dropping horde of five 1952 Mickey Mantle cards, will enter the hobby this summer. Heritage Auction teased the collection via social media last week. Now... The fresh find is heading to auction, including one card that already ranks among the best single best-known examples of Mantle's iconic '52 tops issue. In all, the collection held more than 3,000 cards, and it cards highlighted by more than 100 higher-grade 1952 tops high numbers, including four Jackie Robinsons. There was a Mantle rookie and three Willie Mays rookies from the 1951 Bowman set. Two 1948-49 Leaf Robinson rookies and hundreds of other cards, all dating from the early days of post-war bubblegum sets. In all the collection, in all the collection, will turn the cards that retired gentleman's mother didn't throw out into a seven-figure wind- windfall. That's I mean these things are beautiful. You guys got to go check this out. It's over on SportsCollectorsDaily.com. The full story is there. You got You got to read it so you can uh, see it for yourself. I don't want to do it any injustice by uh, not conveying it properly but the cards are beautiful for you collectors out there it's great how these how these fines keep hitting the market I'm, I need I need to make me a fine I'm sure we all think that as well okay guys we're gonna wrap this show up because I gotta get back over to uh, pricing like I said we have a magazine due this week I have two magazines to do this week actually so uh, we're gonna go hit that and then look for a bonus show tomorrow from our uh, time with Mike over at Cardboard Legends, we're gonna we're gonna post that up as a bonus show. We had that was a great time from that shop appearance. We had a lot of fun. We had giveaways. We had a uh, nice little crowd. But um, this is a, becoming a trend here. We got to interview his mom. That was cool because she uh, told us how it all started for him. So that from her perspective, that was really neat. And then Mike himself jumps on with us, and uh, we we give you a breakdown of what's going on in the store, how long he's been around, and all that fun kind of stuff. So. Look for that bonus episode tomorrow. And this has been episode 275. Thank you for being with us through this long haul. 275 is a lot of podcasts. So thanks to all my listeners out there for uh, jumping on and sticking out with me. Sticking, sticking it out with me. All right, guys. Uh, again, thanks for listening. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Control its stories to be told. Oh, decode these rainbows. Broke down with
4: the speed The illness from CO. Deep through the keyhole to see this one
2: light. just lurking in the darkness won't leave living tonight. Punchline for fist fight We because they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of
4: sight? Can't huh, do good and live right. Kick snares and hi-hats, they be the get right. Yeah, Here get a blind sight. why Me and my people just might tonight. I'll
1: Right,
2: me and my people just mine.